Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind Healthy Life the podcast and I am host Avik and today we have a very special guest Ulrika Carlson joining us so Ulrika is a feminine leadership coach international spiritual teacher author yoga yoga therapist healer and a soul coach so with over 20 years 28 years of experience in various holistic disciplines she helps guide women in senior and leading positions to live more authentic peaceful and balanced lives so her approach is centered on the mind body connection and embracing our sexuality as a sacred part of ourselves so ulrika shares her embodied wisdom knowledge passion and teachings through her books coaching and workshops worldwide so let's welcome ulrika to our show thank you ulrika for joining the show and making time for the show how are you today thank you for having me i'm i'm great today i'm sorry i have my puppy here she's a bit sick i'm i'm going to see if my daughter can take her sorry okay 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 I'm sorry about that. No. Uh, yes, thank you. I I'm fine, thank you. And how are you, Avik? I'm great. I'm great. And I'm really honored that uh, uh I have you in the episode and would love to learn a lot of new things from uh, you and from your experience and wisdom, definitely. I'm also looking forward to this talk and uh, to learn more about you coming from the home country of yoga and ayurveda. So uh where do you want to where do you want to start like so uh like as as uh, i have you on the show and there are a lot of things so i have mixed and match uh, things which uh, i want to understand from you uh, so basically like uh, could you define the mind body connection and explain like why it is essential to overall wellbeing Wow, that was a big and a great uh, question. I think <laughs> I think uh, people have been philosophizing about this question for thousands of years. So uh, <laughs> I don't sh- sure if I have the universal answer. I have my my answer based upon my own personal experience and also what I do in my line of work. But um So I I'm from Sweden in, in the western world and here we are living mainly up in our head space. So we are too much up in our heads and you know thinking 
rationalizing, being too logical, overthinking again, and trying to solve a lot of the problems with our with our brains, with our mindset. Yeah. And so I'm from Sweden, and here there's many people that are really depressed and burnout, and um, are really, really, you know, in poor condition in their body. And I truly believe that there's because it's this huge disconnection from body, mind, and spirit here in the Western world, or actually in all of the world. But um, hopefully, you in India, you have got it more together than we here. But so there's been so much emphasis for thousands of years of our mindset to be smart, to be, you know, highly educated, etc. So we have forgotten and been disconnected from our spirit, from our souls and also from the body, because a lot of us, when we are in pain, we might just take, you know, a pill, a headache, pill for headache, for instance, and then we go on, you know, like nothing happened to work or to meetings. but. If you have a headache or if you are in pain or if you have a lot of stress-related symptoms, that is actually your body, your body or your soul or your emotional body that that sort of talks to you uh, with a lot of information. But most of us, we are distracting ourselves and we are numbing ourselves and then we are, you know, running around in the hamster wheel and then we are wondering why we get symptoms and we are not feeling at ease, and then we develop diseases. So for me, uh, I've been really sick, uh, depressed, and suicidal myself. So I suffered a lot from mental illnesses, and I was just, you know, in my headspace. I had this really huge separation from my body, from my emotions, from my from my heart, and from my soul. So I truly believe that the only way to be happy and to be in the present moment is for it to be connected as the word yoga refers to and yoga that comes from your beautiful home country uh, india so it means connection it means connection to everything that you are all the polarities of yin and yang masculine and feminine darkness and light it means the connection of body, mind and soul, not only emphasis on, on the head. And most of us, we are so disconnected from who we are on a soul level. So not only are we disconnected from our bodies, we're also disconnected from spirit and from soul. And that is what causes a lot of suffering uh, in the world today, the way I see it. So yes, that's exactly true. And um... Also, like, uh, when we talk about the mind-body connection, uh, for sure, like, so the mind-body connection uh, and and how uh, our thoughts and emotions can impact our physical well-being. So, what's the exact concept behind it? So, everything that we experience in this world here in the third dimension where you know where our physical bodies are it's a very dense frequency so that's why we get to experience a lot of dense and intense emotions but most of us we suppress these emotions we we numb ourselves again we distract ourselves and we suppress the emotions and the emotions are energy in motion emotion so that's only information you know uh, so many of us we we suppress this information from our bodies. 
And we know that everything, you know, I have a thought and then this thought moves through my body and I use my body to take the actions like writing books. It started with, with a thought. So, and I can't, you know, running around with my physical body being part of a lot of activities or in relationships if I if I don't have all aspects Correct. of me with me. But uh, again, I truly believe that most of us, because also when we have a lot of pain in our bodies, when we have a lot of shadows, traumas, wounds, etc., the energy is moving in the ascending masculine flow upwards to our headspace. So, because it's not comfortable to be in the pain, it's not comfortable to be in these wounds or shadows. So, it's a survival mechanism, it's a survival strategy that the energy is moving and we become even more and more up in the headspace. But if we want to heal and if we want to be as aligned as souls as we can be, then we also need to descend. We need to pull down the energy from our headspace, from overthinking, being too rational, trying to solve the problems with our mindset that created the problems in the first place. So we need to pull down the energy into our bodies, into our hearts, and in our heart, that's where the yin and yang energy connects. That's where the uh, feminine and the masculine heart meet. So we need the conscious feminine energy and we need the conscious masculine energy because if i only if i mean you know bliss and love and light and unconditional love then there's no action there's no force behind it towards something or being in service to people out there and if i'm only in my head space you know that's the resort of the world we see today many people living too much in their head space uh, thinking, you know, a lot about money, being greedy and manipulation. So the world that we see today is due to that we have lived too much up in our headspace. Mm. So we need the, the masculine energy of full clarity, like a vision that can see through all the veils, the mayas of illusion that we are, you know, surrounding us with and that we also are a part of creating. So we need the unconditional love, but we also need the clarity in how we can use this to transform ourselves into the best version of ourselves. And then I radiate, I transmit this energy out into the collective consciousness. Mm. I understood that's, that's, that's true. But uh, the one thing, like society often uh, tends to separate the mind-body. So for them, mind and body. So treating them as uh, distinct entities. So how can embracing the mind-body connection uh, will lead to more holistic and fulfilling life? So what do you think? I think that you you are right and we are all part of the society and so we have all been part of creating these illusions, these mayas, these veils that we see in the third dimension. And also many hundreds of years ago here in the Western world there was this separation, consciously separation, because the science wanted to 
deal with the brain and the mindset. So that was the science part of it. And then the church was supposed to take care of our spirituality and our spiritual needs. But the way I see it is that you can be very spiritual without being religious and you can be very religious without being spiritual. So they they consciously made this disconnection of body mind and spirit because the church was in charge for the spirituality and the science was in charge for the brain and the body was just something you know that we should uh, should just be like a slave and ob- obey yeah. uh, the masters so we have a lot of systems still that are upholding and maintaining these energies of separation and disconnection like school systems So this is also what I write about in my in my books. Yeah. Here my latest book is called uh, The Sacred Soul: The Divine Evolution Through Time and Space. And that we many people don't even know that they have a soul and then they believe that they have a soul and they are the body. But it's the opposite. It is that we are the soul and the soul resides in this physical body. But we have forgotten that we are divine and that we come from divine source, each and one of us. So we have different systems that I also share here. Systems to uphold the separation between body and mind. Like school systems where we are only using a lot of our you know brain and only also part of the brain uh, so that is one system that is upholding these unconscious programs that is stored within us and in our bodies each and one of us and has been for thousands of years and then you have you know banks you have uh, politics and things so there are certain systems in in the countries that are old energies that are From the beginning, I think that they were there to aid people, you know, and to serve people. But now, even the word government means mind control, as govern is control and meant is mind. So even the word government is <laughs> is a mind control to keep us controlled and to keep us mentally fucked up and in lower vibrational of energies and frequencies. So we cannot remember who we are on the soul level because if we truly did if we remember who we are we can heal ourselves we don't need big pharma we don't need uh, pharmaceutical companies we don't need politi- politicians telling us what to do with our own bodies etc so if we each and one of us were to be aligned and healed in body mind and spirit connection then we would be unfuckwithable and you know unstoppable and you could you can earn money on us correct correct exactly so uh, so when we're talking about uh, the mind body connection or people have this idea about mind and body so <clears throat> there, there there comes the thought like as you mentioned like india uh, which is uh, the land of yoga uh, the meditation and also very important like which uh, uh as the invention i would say uh you have heard about the kama sutra right yes okay yes. so yeah so uh so kama sutra is uh, like an ancient uh hindu text uh which is often kind of associated with sexuality and uh 
intimacy so so for the listeners uh, around the world uh, let me just mention that it it, it was recent, uh, i mean written by saga vatsyana uh, in the second century uh, which is ce we call uh, ce which means common era in india so uh, but Uh, there are a lot of uh, perspective also like while many people perceive that uh, kama sutra solely as a guide to sexual positions uh, and it is more than that so uh, like be- being uh, being uh, into this topic so the kama sutra encompasses a comprehensive exploration of human relationships love and sexuality so this is uh, the main thing but <clears throat> the, the my question is like our sexuality is often kind of considered as taboo subject so which leads to shame or suppression so how can like embracing our sexuality is a, a sacred part of ourselves that contribute to our overall well-being i love this question i've written a book called holy fuck and sacred water the secret connections to everything hmm. and The way I see it is it that sacred sexuality is so much bigger than just sex between two people. Yeah. Sacred sexuality is what this world that we see and experience is made of. It's a divine vital life force from divine source. True. And our sexuality is one way to express it. So we write about the holy fuck in in this book the holy fuck obviously. Yeah. And that this it's it's the merge of the polarities like the yin and yang, masculine yeah. and feminine, darkness and light and we have it everywhere. Like now when I'm thinking first I'm thinking in Swedish and then I'm translating it into English. Okay. So in my brain there's these neurons that are firing. And so it's the connection again it's this yoga <laughs> meaning connection. So and we can find these holy fucks, you know, on a cellular level all the way out to the universe and big bang when big bang you know it's said to created our universe and it started with the black void the the black void of potential that is not yet discovered or ignited so for the way i see it is it that sexuality is a way to express this divine vital life force energy in each and one of us unfortunately it's been abused over you know thousands of years also uh, even here with money greed power over manipulation etc and these are causing so much distortion mm. right these programs that have been here for thousands of years causes so much distortion so it fucks up our sacred water and we contains of more than 75% of water within us in our blood you know in our spinal cord uh this space where the neurons are firing and igniting and uh, the holy fuck it's also within water in our dna etc yeah. so the way we live today is that our inner water is so polluted due to outer and inner stress due to that we haven't healed from these traumas wounds shadows unsuppressed emotions and i call them frozen emotions so when the water within us is not flowing it becomes frozen emotion which causes uneasiness and symptoms and then this is not to being at ease 
So the, the, it's so important to reclaim the sacredness regarding sexuality as also there's so much porn, you know, uh, that young people, teenagers and, and kids can look in their own, you know, through the through the screen like this can look, you know, 24 seven and they they don't have a conversation about it with their parents. And and so there's so many things also that are polluted in our perception of sexuality. Young kids and young teenagers might think that sexuality is rough and raw and and it can be that also, but it always needs to be the consent of both parties or how many parties are involved. So this is and this is like, you know, what we are fighting above in, in the world today and what we have been fighting about for thousands of years it is sex it is religion our perception of spirituality and money so this is what causes the inner struggle the inner arguments the inner conflicts within ourselves and then is being projected and mirrored reflected out there in the collective consciousness so i truly believe that sacred sexuality as you are also using your body to heal from these frozen emotion and traumas. Mm. So you can heal from rape, you can heal from pr pretty much anything by using the same thing. If you have been raped, you can use your sexuality as a tool for you to heal. I'm a tantrika also, so I, I'm involved with, with the tantra and of course, it depends on the teacher and the intention mm. behind everything that you do. And in, in a lot of Tantra communities, there are a lot of predators and a lot of victims, right? Sure. But I'm talking about Buddhist um, Tantra and I'm talking about higher states of consciousness. So that's why it's so important to clear out our inner polluted water because our inner pollutions from our mindsets our stress our unresolved emotions it causes these diseases and it's also transmitting out into the collective consciousness and this means that each and one of us are responsible for the mess that we see in the world today because we have all been perpetrators and we have all been victims maybe in this lifetime but also in previous lifetime and we are also transmitting this energy from our 95% unconsciousness 24-7. So most of us, we're not even aware. So when we use uh, the sacred sexuality as a tool to reclaim the sacredness, to clear out the inner pollution from rape and war and being the perpetrator and being the victim, then the sacred sexuality is creation of life. It is the divine vital life force that creates new creations okay that's that's great that's really uh great to understand and uh, definitely i'll i'll recommend people to read your book um for sure and I, i'll also put this into the description uh segment i'll put the link as well so in your experience uh like what are some common uh, misconceptions or maybe the social uh factors that hinder uh, individuals from embracing their sexuality and its connection to their overall sense of self. Again, I think it's related to this, what I already mentioned, mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. Because uh, there's always, you know, many people have for thousands of years also earned a lot of money, blood money, 
uh, using others' bodies without consent, right? Mm. So I believe that, you know, the wars that we are seeing are a result of this fighting over religious money or sex. So when we can clear out our mindset and these pollutions that these thoughts that we have within us because it starts within us the world that i want to see if i want to see a better world it starts with me to clear out my own inner shit to clear my karma so i that's the misconception i think that uh, it's very related and and also uh, again in certain religious you as a woman you are not allowed to uh, explore and experience your sexuality it is it is decided by, by men in power. So you are not even entitled to your own body. Somebody else is, is in charge. So I think these are really, really big illusions and misconceptions around the world that uh, most people also obey them, obey these you know, authorities or influences as the politics and religious and, and money, etc. So... Uh, once we clear out our own inner shit regarding to that, and also many of us, we are not used to, we are not experienced of unconditional love. Mm. Most of us, we are experienced with conditioned love. Like if you say that you love me, then I say I love you. If you uh, do this for me, then I will do this for you. So it's like a trade about love. And that means that love is not unconditional because divine source, when we first came from divine source, that is unconditional love. That is pure light. And then we have sort of interpreted and disturbed and disconnected these, you know, original meanings and essences. So it's time for each and one of us individually and collectively to reclaim it. And only then will we see a change out there in the outer realms, the other realities. But it starts here. True. So uh, one more thing, like uh, so you you rightly mentioned this about, uh, but the, the, there is a very common thing. Uh, many people struggle with guilt or shame uh, when it comes to their uh, sexual desires or experiences. So how can they address uh, like? If if you can uh, suggest something or advice, like how can they address and overcome uh, these feelings to embrace a healthier and more positive outlook on the on their sexuality? So first of all, these perceptions are illusions. They're not true. They are planted consciously by men in power thousands of years ago. So you have inherited these beliefs and these emotions regarding this matter so they're not even yours from the beginning you know it goes uh, as a yogi we believe that energy never dies it's just being different shapes and forms so reincarnation so each and one of us we have lived previously in other bodies where we might have been the perpetrator or where we might have been the victim and these energies resides still within us in our dna in the sacred water so these memories of reincarnations from past lifetimes and also the mother lineages and the father lineages. So just the first step is to become aware, you know, that 
okay, so here I am in my life and I have these these emotions, these feelings regarding sexuality. So to become aware that you have them first, that is the first step to transformation because you can never change anything that you're not even aware of. If you don't have consciousness around it, then you can't change it. And then, so everything, you know, you can transform and heal anything, but you have to be willing to do the work. You have to be willing to move inwards and to truly see that, okay, these beliefs are false and who um, and it takes a lot of courage to do so because if i've lived a whole life with this who am i you know who would i be if i didn't have these programs then i would be so powerful and so much in my light and a high state of consciousness so i would be unfuckwithable and unstoppable and what does that mean for our society and governments and politics etc etc so the first thing is to become aware that you truly have programs and they are programs that are not who you are on a soul level they're like programmed in your ego since thousands of years back mm-hmm. and then you you can you always have to use the body because everything is stored within the body the information the unsuppressed emotions the traumas the the feelings are stored within the body so you need to use the body to move these energies through and you do it by breath sounds and movement true so yeah because again energies and emotion mm. energies in motion are meant to move through our bodies but we don't we we cling to them they become frozen emotions and stagnated and this causes a blockages a non flow in our energetic systems so if i have a lot of fear stored within me i cannot mentally you know just yeah. thinking put it in a bubble and blow it away that's what i called like a spiritual bypass you have to move into your body to feel these non flow these frozen emotions what they are and to release them and you release them in the authentic expression as they were stored so if i have a lot of fear then i need to see the fear to embrace the fear to allow it just to be there without changing without doing anything just allowing it to be being we are human beings not human doers so to sit with it to sit with the fear to observe it to breathe through breath sounds and movement move your body use your body breathe in and out through these fears then uh, make sounds you know dance sing anything that sort of makes this flow flow again wow so so yes like uh, I, i was supposed to ask you uh, the thing like uh, like uh, the societal norms so often uh, dictate certain standards of beauty and sexuality so like uh, so I, i i i was trying to understand like how individuals can embrace their unique expressions um, uh, of sexuality and reject the external pressures so uh, because external pressures means like there is a lot of societal norms are there there are a lot of pressures uh, people take it as a people for people it will be kind of um, 
mental uh, disbalance or maybe uh, a lot of pressure for them yes so i think it's a multidimensional we are multidimensional beings right and i think first of all it should always 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 be with consent that goes without saying because if there's a hesitation if there's no consent then it could be you know like a sexual assault like a, a rape etc for for the for your partner so always consent and you can say yes first and then you have you know the mm. the, the possibility to say no so it's nothing that you have to go through because you said yes mm. five minutes before Correct. And then also, it's very important that that you never harm or hurt anybody, including yourself. So, so I, I mean, I'm not saying this is right and this is wrong. It's up to each individual to decide. But if it, it if it involves a non-consent or if it involves um, hurting somebody seriously, you know, then then it's a big no-no but if you are uh, in a relationship or if you have multiple partners or whatever that you are into you know to be conscious is this what i want or is this something else is this what my partner thinks that i want so it takes a lot of courage and a lot of you know inner knowings about yourself who you are and very firm boundaries very firm boundaries like this is okay but this is not okay this is okay and this is like on the edge so and it takes a lot of courage to have a lot of boundaries and also courage comes from the french word heart la coeur so it takes a lot of courage to live from your heart And this is also what I'm writing here in the Holy Fucking Sacred Water. Like many men can have sex as a stress release, mm. right? They do it as a stress release. Women needs to be relaxed to have sex. Sure. And so men can dump their stress into women. And this is also what is stored within both men and women for thousands of years. When people have been raped, or when they have been stressed, or non-consent, or violent, or etc., etc., so so the man can be relieved from his stress, stress, but it can be stored within the woman. So uh, to talk about it, you know, to have firm boundaries and to really be open and vulnerable, and to be in your heart, because it's very damaging and very hurtful for both men and women if you have sex. A lot of sex, casual sex, one night stands, multiple partners, etc., etc., or with your own wife or husband, if you're not connected to your heart. True. You always, always, always need to be connected to your heart, not from your ego, from your mind, from your, you know, ego's desire, but from your heart. When you're connected to your heart, and then you have the courage to be in your heart and to have this conversation about it and the firm boundaries then i would say it's up to each individual without harming or hurting anybody else including you but most people also have a lot of sex disconnected from their hearts and that's also why we become fucked up true it's not a holy fuck anymore it's just that we are becoming fucked up fucked up more fucked up programs sure. and these disconnections from the heart is is also you know what we can see in the world today 
abuse, etc., uh, etc. Et exactly. So, uh, in a society that often uh, promotes the instant gratification and uh, objectification, so there should be always a culture that values and embraces the uh, sacredness of sexuality. So, um, so with this, like. Uh, also, before we wrap up, uh, there is a there is a uh, uh, <clears throat> understanding which I want to understand, or maybe uh, from your ex- experience. So, is there any connection between embracing our sexuality and overall mental health? So, yes, yes, been, uh, yeah, yes, yeah. of course, of course. Again, we are multidimensional beings. Like we have these bodies of ours, our temples containing our souls. And our bodies are in the third dimension, like what we call the matrix. And then we have our thoughts, etc. It's still energy, but it's not energy that you can, it's not tangible. And they're like in the fourth dimension. And then the soul resides on the fifth to the tenth dimension and above. And this is also what I'm writing about here. To remember that we are sacred souls yeah. from divine, uh, divine source. So if if I want to be as whole as I can, if I want to be healed as a multidimensional being, then I have to include sexuality. I have to include, you know, healing my physical body, my mental body, my emotional body, my spiritual body, etc., etc. So it's not only that I can and and also like the energy of sexuality it's from the second chakra the sacral or the sexual chakra and it involves anything that has to do with relationships anything that has to do with flow flow in sex flow of money flow in health flow in life etc so it's the water element right again (laughs) you see how it's connected here with the sacred water so it's the water elements in the in the sexual chakra and the water element, we know uh, it can take different shapes and forms as energy does. It can be fluid, it can be as in gas form, and also it can be uh, frozen like ice. Again, these frozen emotions, right? So that's how it's connected. So I cannot reach my fullest potential. I mean, this is my, my belief. I'm not saying this is a universal belief, but this is my belief. I can only speak for myself. Yeah. That we cannot reach our fullest potential. We cannot be healed as multidimensional beings. And if we don't work with our sexuality, which is, you know, the vital life force energy. That's the the the, the flow of creation. So I truly believe that you have to have everything entangled because otherwise it's just like a spiritual bypass and we have these mental illusions, Uh, you know, we can we can kill somebody and then we go and say a couple of prayers and then we are cured or, you know, forgiven. It doesn't work that way because when you hurt or harm somebody, as yeah. we are all connected and entangled, you also hurt yourself. And and then, so not only do you hurt somebody else, you hurt yourself. And this energy is transmitted by your thoughts and the water and your blood, etc., out into collective consciousness. So we need to work with all the elements. We need to work with the polarities of the feminine and the masculine. We need to work 
with our light body, physical body, sexual body, with our mental and emotional, spiritual, etc. So we we need to have it involved because otherwise it would be a big piece missing. Yeah. That's that's exactly true, and uh, really, really uh, love the way you explain these things so easily and uh, so clearly. Rather, I would say, uh, because uh, there are a lot of misconceptions are there. Uh, even we are also not aware of what kind of misconceptions are there. But uh, there are a lot of uh, misunderstandings, misconceptions, and um, that actually hampers our health, our uh, mental health. So. Uh, that's uh, that's really great that you have shared your uh, experiences and it's uh, and as we at the uh, uh, end of this episode so a special thank you uh, to ulrika for joining us today and sharing uh, your expertise and wisdom and thank you avik for having me and i also want to say like because if your inner water your sacred water are muddy or in non-flow how can you have clarity True. right yeah and clarity is the mature the conscious one expression of the masculine conscious expression yeah. unconditional love is uh, an expression of the uh, conscious feminine so if the inner water is muddy and you know or frozen or whatever how can you have the clarity to see through these misconceptions miscommunications this unconscious programming that has been going through for thousands of years so you need you need to clear out your inner water on a cellular level for you to to see through these illusions and to you know to create your own visions on how you want to be and be perceived in the world true extremely true so uh, like i'd like to um, mention to the listeners that you can connect with ulrika through her books coaching services and the workshops to uh, delve deeper into this transformative practices so always remember that embracing the mind body connection and honoring our sexuality as a sacred part of ourselves can lead to profound personal growth healing and empowerment So take the first step on this transformative journey and unlock the incredible potential within you. So thank you all uh, to our listeners for tuning in to Healthy Mind and Healthy Life. We appreciate that your support and engagement. So make sure to subscribe our podcast and stay connected for future episodes that will continue to inspire and empower you. So this is your host Avik signing off and wishing you a life filled with authenticity, peace, and balance. Until next time, remember to nourish your mind. As I always say, honor your body and embrace the sacredness of your sexuality. So take care and be well. Thank you. Thank you.